Broadcasting from the Any Hour Services Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Mike Wilson, and on this episode of In the House, we're going to be talking about flushing your water heater. Should you do it? Should you not do it? How often should you do it? All that and a whole lot more coming right up. Let's go. This is your first time hearing the button? Yeah. When did you start that? Oh, well, I mean, it's been a while since you've been yeah, in the studio. Five episodes ago? Scott. <laughs> You've been you've been having the guys come in and, and do it. You've been you've, you've been, been busy, busy being a you know a, a service manager. That <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Anyway, in the house of the podcast about the major systems in the house: electrical, plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. This week I've got Ricky, Scott, and Dwayne in the studios. Well, Dwayne was in the studio, but for those that don't know, these guys are actually managers over the uh, the plumbing service department at any hour services. So they got guys calling them, texting them. They're dealing with real life stuff in the process of trying to record a podcast. So Dwayne will be back in a second. He's helping uh, some plumbers on a job right now. Well, on the phone, he'll be back. You get it. Uh, you guys doing all right today? Absolutely. Doing How good. about you, Mike? Yep. I'm, I'm doing awesome. I'm glad you guys are doing good. What How's your new year been going? Oh, new year's great. Isn't this like early on? No, this is actually, uh, it's January 26th right now. <laughs> That's when this episode airs. <laughs> you wonder, wonder why I haven't been here in five episodes. <laughs> well, yeah. How, so how's your new, <laughs> how's your new year going? We got any people uh, on Facebook yet? How many, we still got one person. None. Did, did we learn their name? <laughs> they left. They left. They were like, mm, this is not what I was bargaining for. So for those listening to the podcast, we are also, we're simulcasting the live uh, recording of the show on Facebook. We're trying to get up live on TikTok right now. So if you hear us all of a sudden switch gears and talk to the people that might be listening live, that's what's going on. If you are not following us on Facebook, Instagram, all those things, go and do that. Also, if you have TikTok, go follow us. So because we try and give a little bit of extra content. So if we're able to go live and you can get early access to the show, it also allows you to like kind of chime in with comments and questions and things of that nature. So let me check back with Austin. Austin, again, do we have anybody on? Nobody's on. There's three. How come you're disrespecting those three people? And I say, do we have anyone on? And you're like, no. And then you're like, well, three people. Oh, one of them's you. And me. <laughs> and one of them's Ricky. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. Let's just let's just dive right in um, because I want to dive into this episode. My journey with flushing water heaters started, well, I mean, long time ago, but my obsession because I've been putting out a lot of water heater content. We've been making and filming DIY videos on how to flush water heaters and things like that. It all started back in late November. Brad Steele, one of our plumbers, sent me a video from out in the field of him. Uh, he was working on an electric water heater and he was trying, he just took a video of him trying to pull the heating element out and he was having difficulty doing that because it was caked so heavily with hard water buildup, right? So I take that video and I just throw some music behind it, post it on TikTok, and then all of a sudden that's our first video that goes to a million views and you know, people on TikTok, thousands of comments, people wondering like, you know, what is, do I need to flush my water heater? How often? Like all of these different things. Welcome back, Dwayne. We're glad you're here. I explained to everybody what was going on. Okay. That you were like helping some plumbers. All right. So yes. no worries. You just, you guys come in and out as you need to. We also found out that we have three people watching us live on Facebook. 
Awesome. Uh, one's Ricky and one is Austin. So, uh, so. thank you, other person. Right. That's what I was thinking. And like, I, I don't know their name. If you're watching, type your name in so that Austin can like uh, tell. Not, are you really watching this live on Facebook? You're not watching this live. That's throwing off our numbers. That's a that's 33% false reporting right there, Ricky. So we have two people. How many people are on now? One. Oh, <laughs> and it's you. <laughs> we are not. We're not doing good, guys. All right. So we'll just as people jump in, hop on the mic. Let us know. Uh, you know, feel free to ask questions and such. Are we up on TikTok yet, Cam? One person. And it's me, or you were saying three, two, one, we're live. You're live. All right, TikTok, thanks for tuning in. Well, you're probably not tuned in yet, but for anyone that does tune in, we're recording the show. I'm just going to get into the show. You guys watch the comments. Let us know if people have questions. Um, all right, so first off, somebody explain to me what is flushing a water heater. All right, well, so flushing a water heater is getting rid of the sediment and things off the bottom. Um, everything seems to gravity pulls things down and things can collect in the bottom of the water heater. And when we flush it, we're flushing it out of the bottom and getting the debris and sediment off the bottom. How come manufacturers recommend that we do that? Because the burner on a regular water heater is at the bottom. And if we have, it allows you say a regular water heater, you mean a gas gas water, heater, regular tank or, or an electric water heater. Same don't thing. You, well, they don't heat from the bottom. You have heating elements yeah, in you have, a couple yeah. places, but right? But the sediment still comes to the bottom on everything and can build up. And especially on the tank water heaters, the flame is at the bottom and comes up. Now, when you say tank water heater, you mean gas? Gas. Okay. Yeah. We just have to specify because, yep. like, yep. electric ones can be tank as well. Yes, right? they are. Okay. They are an electric tank heater. You're correct. Just. <laughs> Just wonder, just, just trying to help people understand. Yeah, good. Uh, so good. why why do they say that we want to get rid of that stuff? Like, why does that stuff matter, the sediment that settles at the bottom? So it'll affect the way the heat can come up through. Um, it'll Sometimes you hear popping and crackling, and that's water is turning, turning to steam, and then steam bubbles are going up through the... Between the layer sediment. of sediment yeah. and the heat and the burner, source. Yeah, and it just slows down the way our heat source works and slows down the the flow of the, you know, not the flow, but the efficiency of the water heater. Does that popping and that steaming noise from the sediment uh, creating a layer on the bottom, does that happen mainly on gas ones? Do you end up with that noise on electric ones since you don't have the heat source on the bottom underneath the sediment? I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't know that I've ever heard the it. plumbers. I don't. I don't think I've had that uh, situation as often. Yeah. On, you uh, can hear. You can hear um, on electric. Gas. You can still hear an older electric that the that that buildup is on the electrode part, mm-hmm. um, on the heating element. It'll it'll do the same thing. It off. You know. It'll it can turn to steam, but not as often. Like yeah. Ricky said, not not as what? much. What is this sediment and stuff and how is it getting into our water system? Like, why are we, why do we have all this stuff in the water? Well, water comes from the ground. Um, that's where we get it from. It doesn't necessarily come from the tap. It doesn't come from the tap. We got, we grab it from the water and it comes through our taps. And because of that, it picks up a lot of minerals um, from the ground and plus a lot of additives that the, the cities and other things add into the water system to make it 
safe to drink and things like that. So all of these additives and extra minerals in the water, they, they just end up on the bottom of the tank. So these minerals that are in there, they're physical particles. Uh, what about sand, dirt, different things like that? Is that, that end up in the water supply as well? Yes. Yeah. Because it, where it comes from, you do get sand and dirt and other things that can travel through your water system. So I had a question that someone actually asked. So it wasn't necessarily a question. It was someone commented because I posted something on TikTok yesterday saying like, hey, send me some questions and we'll discuss them on the show. One of the questions that they sent was I had a plumber come out to my house and this is somewhere else. I don't know where in the country, but had a plumber come out to my house and they told me that I that you don't have to flush water heaters anymore. They're only going to last 10 years anyway. And and so this person was like, do I need to like flush it? My response back to him was, well, check your owner's manual. I would be really surprised if the manufacturer says not to flush your water heater. So my question is, are there any water heaters that you don't need to flush that, it, that they actually, that the manufacturer as part of the maintenance doesn't say to flush it? Any that you know of? No. no. Why would a plumber give that advice? Why would a plumber like mislead somebody like that then well maybe maybe he was just going off. side note it wasn't our plumber it was somewhere else in the country i don't know where this plumber is from i don't know what the guys there's there's areas that water's naturally soft and therefore you might not have to flush it like we do here with our extremely hard water that we have here in utah okay so maybe the plumber just did not communicate all the way because the way that it was communicated to us but you know even in those areas like even if it's not hard water, you could still end up with sand and dirt and things in the water that collects on the bottom and creates a insulative barrier, right? Yeah, and he, and he might have been referring to the the common life lifespan of a tanked water heater. I mean, that's very true. You know, um, ten years is a very common age for water heaters to go out, but a lot of that is because most are not you flushed. neglect it right yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah for my for my continuing education one course that i took once a couple of years ago was on water heaters and they said in there i was just kind of tooling around and you know getting in my hours that we have to for our licensing and stuff but they uh brought up and they mentioned that if you were to flush your water heater every year and change the anode rod every four years i think they said water heaters would last indefinitely right and I just kind of, I did a double take. I put it in my notes and said, wow, I got to remember that one. And so, um, you know, and that was a, a specific manufacturer was talking about their water heater, but it applies to all of them, I'm sure. sure, and things. But I thought that was a very interesting thing because I kind of had the same, the same, um, um, what, thoughts <clears throat> beforehand that, hey, it really doesn't matter. They're going to fail around 10 years anyway you used to be that plumber i yeah i did <laughs> so this well, was quite a few years ago though yeah, i mean that sure. i did that one so um ricky i saw you like it looked like you wanted to chime in there might be another scenario for that plumber as well um you know you walk into a job sometimes and you see a water heater is 10 to 12 years old um that hasn't been flushed in a long time you you might steer a customer away from a flush because a lot of things can go wrong when you're flushing a water heater that hasn't been flushed uh, for many, many years. Yeah. Um, could be another another thing that might have happened in that circumstance. It sure would be nice if everyone just did the same thing. 
<laughs> it would it definitely would. that way you wouldn't have to like if everybody you know, had the same knowledge didn't have to figure out people's <laughs> intentions and what was going on um because that, i mean that sounds like in that situation if i'm a homeowner like from the outside looking in being very skeptical it's like oh you don't want to try and flush my water heater because it might be more work for you <laughs> uh i judge people like that but i i mean i understand but uh well, you know, and on that, I mean, will it, if a water heater hasn't been flushed here in Utah for 10 years, will a flush really make any difference? I, you know, and I doubt it. I doubt I it. Mean, I, I doubt it. You just, it's so built up and so solid that I just don't think it would do any good. Well, and again, we get into those situations where like, we think it won't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I just, I wonder if a manufacturer, like, hey, you haven't flushed your water heater in 10 years, should you start? Or should you just like, eh, eh. It's like, if you've never changed your oil, do you just like, eh, it's been, I've missed a few oil changes. I probably shouldn't change my oil. Yeah. Well, I mean, so in 2016, I bought a new home and it had a tank water heater pop and crackling, rumbling and everything, but I just, because was bought, it a 2016 home or you bought it I in bought, 2016 I bought the 2016 and home it was built a little in bit 93 older. got it so it was already a 15 year old heater 16 year old heater at the time and you know when you first purchase a new home you've put everything into the home you don't 100% have the money agree. so it's kind of like i got to make this little 40 gallon water heater last for a while longer so i flushed and flushed and tried to get it to stop popping and crackling it still popped and crackled but I felt comfortable. Did you get stuff out of it though? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With the amount of stuff that you got out, do you feel like it made a difference? Well, every little bit's going to make somewhat of a difference. Boom. That's why I think that like, you can't like go in and say, ah, you've never done this before. Don't worry about it. Cause I, I do think that like every little bit helps. And there's a lot of people, even if they didn't just move into a house, I think there's a lot of people that like, especially in the environment we live today, people have been laid off. They're trying to stretch their money as far as they can. And to go in and not necessarily educate them and even give them the option of like trying to maintain it to get a little bit more efficiency, a little bit more hot water out of it is, I feel like that's a little bit of a disservice to, to people. Does that, does that make sense? Mm. I could be coming way out of left field, but I also get it as a technician. I walk in, I'm like, okay, I know all the potential problems. This thing might leak when I'm done. And then this might happen and this might happen. And, and I was, I just spent, we've spent a couple of weeks like doing videos on flushing water heaters and it was a newer water heater. And every time I did it, I got a little nervous because all these horror stories that I hear you guys, well, be careful. It, it might leak. The, the valve might break. You might end up with a flood in the basement. You might do like, I just hear more and more reasons why not to try and do these things. You, you know what I mean? Well, and it's and, all, it's all, it's happened. And that's why we say that. I, I realize that it's happened, but how much of it is like, are, is it the two or 3% of the time that it happens, keeping us from taking it, like doing it the other 97, or is it 50% of the time? Like, oh, it's a 50, 50 chance. You're going to like end up with a leak. Do you, you get what I'm saying? Like a lot of times we go in and it's like, well, here's the worst case scenario that possibly could happen. How often do those worst case scenarios happen? I don't know. 
Well, I think it also depends on the water heater. There's lots of manufacturers, lots of different builds. There's lots of parts that are on mm-hmm. different water heaters that make that question a little complicated. Yep. Because if you're dealing with a the drain port that's plastic, yes, that's a very scary scenario. Very scary. <laughs> you know, it's likely it's going to continue. <laughs> it was a leave. brand new plastic one that would like. Yeah. I, I can I can totally relate to like. Okay, this is a this is a uh, a lower quality build. They're using a lower quality part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. But again, I, I just go back to instead of instead of guys anywhere that you are in the country, like I, I know our guys don't do this, but if, if you were anywhere and, and a plumber like takes away my option to, to do that because they think they know what I want done rather than I like the idea of our philosophy of the way we go in, it should be educate present options and let the customer like or the homeowner make the decision of what they want to do because if somebody came in it's like hey this is a plastic valve now in my experience i've seen more of them leak than not leak but that doesn't mean that yours won't like you'll definitely get some benefit from trying to flush this thing it is at the end like going through the process of like explaining that stuff to me and then if i'm like okay i get it go ahead and try and like, okay, so if this valve breaks, our options are we need to, like at a minimum, we need to replace this valve. Doesn't mean that you have to replace the whole water heater unless you want to, because you don't like the price of, you know, whatever. You, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just me from a customer standpoint. I just, I don't like not having the information and not knowing what my options are and having somebody take that option away from me because they think they know what I want. I do. I spend my money in weird ways. Well, that's, it, that sounded it, bad. It's a, Not it's too valid. weird. <laughs> Listen, people. <laughs> Do we got anybody live anywhere? Three people. All right. Three people on Facebook. How many live on uh, TikTok? TikTok, I feel like, is going to come in stronger for us. How many we got? Uh, doesn't give me a number. Up in the upper uh, corner. Does it say how many people are on? One. Oh, just one. Hello, person on TikTok. Have we gotten any questions and comments? You guys look through the live, see if we have any questions, and you guys chime in to us here in a second. Um, all right. So, okay. So we talked about flushing. There aren't any water heaters that we can think of that manufacturers say that you shouldn't flush. How often? Let's talk about that. How often should you flush a water heater? And I, go ahead and give your favorite answer. Because I think there's a logical explanation to this. Yeah, well you ha- I mean, you have the manufacturer recommendation, and then you also have to consider where you live and your water type. So it for me, depends. annually minimum, <laughs> it does depend. Yeah. I mean, you need to know you need to know your water type and the things that are in your water, your hardness levels. You know, it seems complicated, but it's really important if you want your equipment to last long. You need to know that stuff. Yeah. So. The way, especially with my experience, like reading through manuals, my experience, like flushing water heaters, like it, to me is pretty simple. Like it really does depend on your particular house and the water coming into your home. If you're moving into a new home, I would say flush it six months apart. First flush it and see what comes out. Like don't just put the hose down the drain or something and like open it. Cause you're not the first couple of flushes, correct me if I'm off on this, you're not flushing it just to like get water out of the tank. You are, you're trying to assess what the quality of the water that you have coming into your tank, right? And so you want to capture whatever is coming out of that, uh, 
of that water heater and got to go. Okay. Thank you. Um, Ricky's got to go do management stuff. So, uh, but when you're looking at the quality of the water in there, if you flush it the first time, like Dwayne, he moved into a house and it was a 16 year old heater. It may have never been flushed. So you got to flush it, get everything you can out of it. And then the reason I say six months later is because most manufacturers say, once or twice a year when you like read through the owner's manual. But the reason they do that is because of the quality of water. You want to check it. So on that second time, when you flush it, look and see if you get just as much out or if you don't get that much, because if you don't get that much out, cool, go every year and, and you're probably okay. But if you get just as much stuff out the second time, when you flush it, you probably need to be flushing it on a more regular basis in order to avoid the damage that comes from that stuff coming. in. I think that's a great assessment. So, uh, okay. Thank you, Dwayne. That makes me feel good. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. We talked about that. Uh, any comments? Nope. Okay. Feel free. Anyone watching, if you have questions about flushing your water heater, uh, you know, type them in the comments. we got people watching those comments and we'll be happy to watch those for you. Um, <clears throat> are there different acceptable ways to flush, you know, you've heard the saying, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Is there more than one way to flush a water heater? Yeah. Okay. What, what would you like, like endless ways or like just a couple of main ways? There's a cup. There's a couple that I can think of. Maybe there's more, but there's two particular ones. Okay. You know, you can, you can do it by um, leaving the water running through your water heater and drain it that way. And you're just removing the, the sediment that's on the bottom that way. And then you can also drain it completely down and then get on the inside of that and, and scour it out. Okay. So a couple different ways, depends on how aggressive you want to be. So uh, we've, uh, we've got a comment here on TikTok. Oh, we got a comment on TikTok. This is exciting. Who's it from? Twin Home Experts. Oh, Twin Home Experts. They are actually, uh, they have a big presence on YouTube. They are in uh, California, but they also just moved here to the Salt Lake City market. So what's up, guys? What's the comment? They just wanted to say good morning from the twins. Oh, (laughs) good morning. (laughs) Thank you for uh, watching. Thanks for chiming in, guys. Um, Okay, so... These couple of different ways that you've got. So I've heard plumbers talk about, you know, a power flush, uh, you know, this, that, and the other. So this, and in the videos that I've made, I've kind of, I try and like, you know, not dumb it down, but like break it in and make it as simple as possible. And the way that I explain those two flushes that you were talking about, I I call it a basic flush. And then I call it a full uh, drain and flush. And so talk to me about that basic flush, that one where you talk about leaving the water running and you're just trying to get the, you know, sediment to come out uh, that's coming on the bottom. Talk to me about how you do that and the advantages of that one. And what are the situations when you would do that versus, you know, doing a full drain and flush? Most of the time you're going to do the basic. Uh, okay. That's what, that's what I would suggest. That's where our guys go is the basic flush because How come? you can, you can get most of the sediment out by doing that. You'll never get a hundred percent of the sediment. The The drain's not below the bottom of the tank a hundred percent. Got it. So there's going to be some sediment that stays on the bottom. Um, but you will get the majority out if it's something that's been in there a long time. You know, I think the thing that's important to understand is the minerals are very corrosive and they, they almost stick to the metals magnetically. And like, if you ever cut a galvanized pipe apart, it's had water run through it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very, very built up. 
And a similar thing can happen if you, if no maintenance has been done on your water heater because it's so corrosive, they'll they'll attach to each other and become very stuck. Kind of like barnacles on a ship. Yes. Yeah. Just from being in the water, you know, they always have to bring the ships out of the water to clean the barnacles off or send underwater divers in. But but it's the same type of thing where it just sits there and things build up. So what's a situation where you would do the full drain and flush? Like are, what are the circumstances where it's like, okay, I think this is uh, a better option. And then I'll, I'll go through my experience and my non, you know, what you 30 saw. year plumber, uh, you know, what I've got in my head, I'm looking at it just from a, I like to figure out how things work and like do things like that. And I'll, I'll talk to you about my experience and you guys correct me where I'm off on things. But first tell me what are the circumstances where you would do a full drain and flush? I, I honestly have never done one. I haven't found the this situation in our market where I felt like it needed to be done. Um, I've, I've gone a little more aggressive on my drain down of the water heater and I've taken some of the water out and then, and then done the, the basic flush mm-hmm. with part of the water gone, but I've never taken it all the way out and then got in there with a device that stirs it all up and pulls it out. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I'm kind of like you, I like to figure things out yeah. in the whys and the wherefore. So, um, what I've typically done is I take the hose, a short hose and I put it into a bucket first under pressure. Yes. And I put it into the bucket so that you can see what comes out with, you know, three or four gallons in a five gallon bucket. Yep. And you see how much sediment's in there if, and then you dump that and you might try it one more time just cause it's easy. It's simple. Yep. Um, the bottom of the water heaters are coned in a cone shape mm-hmm. coming up. So the burner can shoot the heat up through the tube that goes for the exhaust. Yep. And like Scott was saying, the hose bib isn't quite on the bottom, but different water heaters, when they're still under pressure, the cold water comes down towards the bottom, but some of the, through a dip tube Yes. and Different manufacturers have their own proprietary ways. They create the swirl and things under there. And, and so I think it, a lot of it will depend on, are you actually swirling that cone off and getting all that debris down? Or are we just getting a pathway from where the dip tube is right over to the hose bib and we're leaving a lot of sediment on that cone back around behind or Mm -hmm. opposite side of the cold water, um, where that tube goes up and blocks things off. But on the, uh, so if you get a bucket or two and there's still sediment, then that's when I would consider doing a more complete flush. And the complete flush then would be, and the things that I've done is totally drain it down. And then I take and I turn the water on full blast for a second and turn it off again and let it drain out again. And you'll see more particles coming because that water sprayed in the water heater somewhere and knocked a few more things down and around. And I'll do that multiple times. So I had, okay, so that's kind of what I came to just from going through the process. And I did both kind of as an experiment. So I did the, the basic one first. So I'm like, okay, well, let's see what comes out. And we were, I've got a tankless at my house. So we went to Cam's house and we did it on his uh, tanked water heater, but his is only three years old. So we didn't even know if we were going to get that much stuff out of it. So he's down in Santa Quinn and uh, you got stuff. There was stuff in it. Yeah. And it was, I mean, honestly, it was mainly, I mean, there were, there was definitely some, uh, well, let, let me get to, so the basic flush that we did. So, uh, I started out and the, the method that I ended up liking the most is have the water heater under pressure. Now with the stuff that I was reading from, um, 
manufacturers they were all saying to like you know shut the cold water supply off so i was trying to be you know a dutiful servant and do what they were like recommending but i really liked instead of but they were also saying like go open a hot tap somewhere in the house and that was to relieve that you know vacuum that's formed and let it yeah the siphon and let it like come out but i liked before i went to do that on the basic flush i like to open that valve at the bottom as fast as i could to get to take advantage of all of that pressure so that it would, you know, the more pressure you have coming out, hopefully that pulls out more stuff. And I did it once where I, I opened a tap and I opened it slow and it poured in. I was like, well, that's a little bit of stuff, but like not that impressive. Then we pressurized the water heater again. And I did it where I didn't open the, the hot tap and I opened that valve at the bottom as quick as I could. And so much more stuff came out. I mean, not like, a, you know, fill a sandbox, but I mean, there was more stuff in there. So we did that probably, um, five, six times because, you know, they're like, eh, do it until you're not really getting stuff out anymore or until it's like running, uh, you know, uh, clear water. And so we did it until we weren't really getting more stuff out. And then we grabbed and we were collecting all the sediment in a bucket so we could see how much it was. And then on the seventh time, we grabbed a different bucket so we could tell, okay, is it still spitting stuff out? Wasn't very much stuff there. But I, this is what I noticed. You, when you first put it in the bucket, you guys probably see it's like kind of cloudy and you can't see it because the the dirt and the sand, like the fine, fine particles that aren't the minerals, they're kind of floating in the water and clouding things, right? Now, whenever there's not a lot of movement, that ends up like settling back down to the bottom. And in my mind, I was thinking like, well, when I'm doing this basic flush, when I like get that stuff out and the water comes back on, I'm imagining in that water heater, okay, well, that stuff's kicking up and it's like floating around and all of that stuff. I'm like, well, there's stuff that we're missing that's not being gotten out when you do the flush. So we we wrapped that video. It was like, hey, this is what a lot of plumbers do. This is where I recommend you start to like examine how much stuff you have. And when we made the second video, I didn't expect to get that much stuff out. I was a I was mainly doing it like, okay, well, let's see the difference in how much stuff we get out doing a basic flush versus a full drain and flush. I did the full drain and flush the same way you recommended where this time I did go and open a tap and I drained, we drained all the water out. I only caught the first like a gallon or two in the bucket to like see what was there. I wasn't going to take five gallons at a time and dump it. So then we ran the hose into the deal. But what I really wanted to see was like, okay, it's drained all the way. Now I want to run the hose back in the bucket because I want to see what I get from this full drain and flush. And I did exactly what you did. Like when you turn the water pressure back on, it's like a water hose spraying the water down in the bottom. And if there is anything that's a little bit more stubborn, I'm in my mind, I'm, I'm seeing it like breaking it up a little bit and it's churning the water a little bit more. And so we got so much more stuff out. It's a three-year-old water heater and I would say that we got probably five times the amount of sediment out of the bottom than when we did like the basic flush. Now, I it could be that I was doing the basic one wrong, but I just anyway, it it it, it blew me away how much more stuff that you got out of the bottom. Mm-hmm. And again, a funny thing is when we did the basic flush, after we were done, we turned the water heater back on and we actually were hearing not the popping from like the steam, but as the as the wa- as the heat was hitting the bottom of the thing, I think there was like a little hard piece that was like bouncing around in it because you could hear something bouncing around. I was like, 
was like, well, Cam, I know you weren't experiencing any problems before I flushed your. And then I'll, I have flashbacks of like you guys giving me all these warnings like, well, you could do more damage than good. And I'm like, Cam, I hope I didn't break your water heater. But then after I did the full flush, when we turned it back on, we noticed that that was actually gone, that it wasn't doing that. So anyway, so in my mind, I was I was thinking like, okay, well, a full drain and flush, you're going to get all of that sediment or as much as you can. You're not going to have it floating around up in the in all of that extra water that was in the tank. It like kind of comes down. And so in my mind, logically, I was like, okay, well, it seems like a full drain and flush is going to do a more thorough job. So so like with all the things that I said, tell me if I'm like viewing this wrong. No, it's a, it's a three-year-old heater, and my guess is is that with the sediment that you collected, you probably ended up with about two cups worth of, of probably. sediment out of it. Probably. And, and it's just we know our hard water here, and we know the, the usage of it and things. Now, if that were to have been flushed every six months from uh-huh. the beginning when it was new or every at least every year, we wouldn't have had three years of, of buildup on there to begin with. And... Like I say, the barnacles are already attaching, and so sediment's getting hung up in some of the barnacles, and that's when you flush and flush and turn on the valve, turn off the mm-hmm. valve, turn on the valve, turn off the valve. It That process stirs up a little more every time. And you, you could sit there literally for an hour or two and continue to get a little more sediment yeah. out of each one. It seemed like one of those things like, well, you could probably do this forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um, how often do you... Do me a favor. Anybody watching this on uh, YouTube or uh, or if you have the ability, comment down in the video or somewhere whether like when's the last time you flushed your water heater? Have you ever have you ever thought about flushing your water heater? Give me some comments uh, on what you guys do for your water heater. What I found on TikTok is so many people were like, uh, wait, this is another thing I'm supposed to know I was supposed to how am I supposed to take care of a house they don't teach this stuff in school and so anyway it's it's interesting to to see everyone's uh but I I was I was that homeowner before you know I start interacting with you guys and learning about this stuff if you don't have somebody that's like teaching you those things it's it's easy to to not know and then all of a sudden you're in you're spending money replacing things sooner than they need to just because you weren't aware of it. And so, uh, I did, I did have one. Sometimes you think you're good on the flush and then you shut off the valve, but there can be big chunks in there too. I mean, it's not only just little sandy, pebbly, small things. There can be a big chunk that's keeping anything else from coming out and you think you're good. And I, I don't know. I mean, you can't really get those out because it's like a hard chunk of of gravel that's an inch round kind of a thing that's compacted. Yeah. And the only thing you can do is when you shut the water off, hopefully it falls and moves away from the thing. And the next blast that you do, it doesn't move it right back. I've taken sometimes on one where I've, I've a few of them where I put a full port ball valve in there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the, and then, you know, we can talk about the drains and stuff too, but, but on a full port ball valve, and then I've taken a long piece of small, plastic tubing and I've kind of shoved in through the hole and, and tried to work it around. You can't get to the backside of the cone mm-hmm. where the part comes up, but you can kind of hit those other surfaces and break up more of the stuff. Um, but I mean, you know, there again, now we're getting into hours worth of work. Yeah. And are we really gaining, you know, how much are we really gaining for 
the process that we're doing, you know? And so, yeah. And you, you said earlier, every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. <laughs> it does. It does. Yes. I mean, and that's one of those things where, yeah, I don't know if a homeowner would want to do this. I know on, uh, the, the video that Brad did, he sent some other videos that came along with it where he was doing what you're doing, but his uh, PVC that he had, he had removed the port. And with it being electric, he also had a, a higher up hole from the that bottom yeah. heating element. Yeah. And so, but he had that PVC piece and he had it attached to a shop vac. So he was going in there and actually pulling stuff out because the homeowner did decide that they just wanted to try and, you know, do as much as they could that way. He replaced the two heating elements, but on an electric one, you know, the heating elements are the ones doing it. It might be worth, you know, trying to do that if your tank's not leaking or something like that. But again, I think the electric water heaters too seem to build up a lot more debris. Just that's what from Brad that. was saying. They, they'll, I mean, so the valves on those are like six inches up. Really? And so you've got six inches of water underneath before even you hit the valve. And then usually it's another six or eight inches to the, to the, uh, bottom uh, thermostat and and I've worked on m- multiple ones where you pull that out and there's sediment above that and so now you've got your main your main heating element down there can't even get through because there's so it's much caked in the build stuff. up and and you can pull it out but all it is is a little cavity where that where that rod is that electrode has gone in and it just is not heating and so that's why they run out of hot water so quick right and things like that so so um so on the situation of Brad's, um, obviously it's the hard water. It hadn't been flushed. And so it's sitting there calcifying and getting, you know, like your, your barnacles. And the only way to get it out is to like chisel the stuff out. Yep. If you were to flush it more regularly, would that help prevent that build that, that hard water buildup because you're getting it out when it's still kind of soft and sludgy or is it like no no matter how many times you flush it you're not going to get rid of uh you're not going to be able to prevent hard water buildup yeah you're not going to get rid of all of it but it well, does. i didn't say you're going to be able to get rid of all of it but like in this situation i'm assuming brad's had never been flushed and it looked yeah. like it was an old one yeah, but bad. like if they hadn't flushed it in 10 years if they had been flushing it every six months because they know they have really hard water would they have as much hard water buildup no, because you're you're eliminating a lot of that every time you flush it. You know, okay. on on the heating element itself, that's a different story because okay. it attracts it. Got it. However, inside the tank, yeah, you would not have near as much buildup because you're getting rid of that every year. And and see, that's there. There was a couple of people that like would comment on the video. They're like, flushing isn't going to help this. And I'm like, flushing won't help at this point. Get as much stuff out. But the point is, is to show you how bad this could be to like shock you into, hey, I probably should go and flush my water heater and then do it as often as you need to, to avoid getting to that point. And so anyway, everybody's got an opinion. Well, I've got a, I've got a story of a customer that I had where he was an insurance agent. And Hang on just a second. We need a button, Austin, that like makes a different noise for like story time. So that like when he's like, I got a story, I can hit it and it goes, it's almost like a, a dream sequence noise where it's like, I had this customer. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Before you, <laughs> before you do that, do we have people, any comments, anything, man, going live is not doing very well for us today. <laughs> the word got out. Yeah. Right. They're like, 
they're live. Don't go on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you, your story about about a friend well, or the, a customer. Sorry, this customer of, of ours, he had two water heaters, and he was he was in the in, insurance business, and specifically on um, the the disaster side of it. He he was an assessor, and he would see damage quite often from water heaters failing. Uh, he was very vigilant about flushing his water heater. He did it every six months, like clockwork. Uh, it be, the water heaters were 20 plus years old wow. when he called me out there and we looked at it. We did the flush, very minimal sediment came out. And he decided at that point, it was just time to replace them because he did not want to see what he sees every day. Um, but we cut into those water heaters and they looked, they didn't look terrible right. because of what he did. Every six months he did his due diligence. So it, it can prolong the life of your water heater. I'm so amazed at like how much maintaining these pieces of equipment involve just clean them. You, you know what I mean? Like a furnace, uh, all these different things like cleaning out the dust, cleaning out the dirt, cleaning out the stuff that like is just causing it to break down faster and faster. Same thing with the water heaters, you know, get as much stuff out. That's going to like build up and cause the thing to like work harder. Were they gas or electric? They were gas. They were gas. Mm -hmm. Um, so as far as when we flush this, what should we watch out for? If someone decides that they're going to flush their water heater, maybe they look up a YouTube, video maybe ours are out by the time this episode airs but like um what should somebody look for in that first little bit when they're flushing it out as far as, far as like warning signs like okay if i see this that's normal that's okay just keep flushing it if i see this like okay there's something more going on here does that does that make sense i am i got lost a little bit when you when you flush the water heater right and you put your hose in the bucket Okay. The stuff that comes out, gotcha. you're trying to assess the condition of the water. Like, so what are you looking for in that water that came out? Like, what are the, what's normal and what is like, okay, well, if you see this black chunks or if the water is black coming out, like, okay, that's a, that's a bad sign or is black water coming out? Okay. You know, I, I think typically on the very, very first part of any flush, you're going to get black. Um, just and, and it could be, you know, if you go back, I mean, gold, they always talk about black sands sink down to the bottom. Mm. So it, it could be just as simple as those heavier things sink right down to the bottom. And that's what you're going to get. Are you implying that if you have black sand coming out of your you water heater, gold? look for gold? I don't think so. Oh, okay. There's, there's hope. Always hoping. <laughs> so, but normally, so the Cam, things, we didn't even look for gold nuggets no, in your water no, heater. I don't, I don't think it's there, <laughs> but it, it could just be the, you know, just black slimy buildup. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, just part of water. It's, it's just, there's stuff in the water. Sure. Period. But a lot of times you'll see a, uh, and it's kind of a sandy, grainy, whitish, grayish, pebbles that come small chunks that come out and that's just your calcium and magnesium build up perfectly normal that's what we're trying to get rid of um, get things off the bottom so that the heat can happen better if you see a lot of reddish and it continues to be red and things mm. um, then i think we've got probably some rust issues happening to the water heater they start off as being glass lined and then uh, the glass kind of fractures their porcelain and the glass fractures and now we're if we get a lot of metal then uh or i mean a lot of rust then 
it's probably attacking the inside. Got it. That makes that's a good point. You may you may get some rust just for the fact that especially if you do the full flush, um, the fact that we've moved new fresh water from the main out in the street in and we've stirred some things up. We talk about how it stirs it up. Yeah. You can do the same thing with the turbulence of the incoming water where we've stirred some things up. So you might end up with a little bit of yellow water. Mm. And that's just because we stirred up some stuff that's been sitting on the inside of the pipes, happily living there for a long time, but because of a turbulence. We so listening to you explain that, the only thing that I really heard that's like, okay, that might be a, ah, watch it, is if you have like red or rust colored you know, chunks coming out that might be, there might be something going on in yeah. the, in the tank. Yeah. And then the other, um, the other thing that we see is sometimes we get kind of a, a gelatin goo that flushes out. And that is typically from having soft water and the way it reacts with the anode rod. Ah, and the soft water keeps it from going to the chunky stuff but you still, you get this viscous material, viscous liquid that's quite thick that the water can't heat up through the same kind of thing. And so we get that gelatin goo off of there and now it can communicate right with the water instead of having to go through this soft jello stage. So we got a lot of that out of Cam's water heater when we flushed it and he had a softener put in a year ago, something like that. And so we weren't sure, I didn't know if that, gelatin because that's exactly what it was it was a slimy gelatin looking stuff mm -hmm. and in my mind i was like oh this is the hard water stuff just soaked with water and it hasn't like hardened yet i didn't well, even I, well i and and that could be i mean that's what a softener does is it delays and uh and gotcha. so it could be that i don't you know well, it sounded more like that slimy stuff that you were describing right and, and so i i wasn't sure that was another thing i was like oh well you know if cam hasn't moved out of his house it'd be nice to see a year from now how the softener affected it because we we didn't really have a control there because the softener was installed halfway you know through the life of mm -hmm. what we were like flushing out yeah. but uh that makes that makes a lot of sense um real quick because we're this is a really deep episode here because we got a lot of stuff that we were talking about um tankless water heaters do you need to flush those yes so it's a different the reason why right because you don't have a tank so tell me why you're flushing a water heater i mean a tankless water heater and maybe how often you can address that go on. for it can we address it so you guys can just defer back to me i'll, I'll make something <laughs> why up why don't you go ahead and address this mike <laughs> yeah, yeah the people the the nobody watching live doesn't want me to do that <laughs> so a tankless water heater it obviously doesn't store water but it does heat the water as it passes through um a series of, of pipes and through those pipes and and the and the heat going on those pipes it, it's going to it's going to build up in there on um, the heat exchanger so that's what you're trying to to get rid of is the the buildup that happens on the the heating portion of the water pipe going through there does sediment of, is is the water going through too fast for sediment to really affect like build up in the heat exchangers or is it just the 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 minerals and stuff that like just kind of plate the inside yeah it's more the minerals because we're it's not sitting there it's just passing by gotcha yeah uh, how often do you flush uh the tankless or should you flush it once a year yeah back to depends right yeah. you know does it really it, does depend does it matter if you have a softener or not how often you flush it 
Yes. Definitely. So a year if you have a softener or a year if you don't have a softener? Our, our recommendation is, is that on a new install, you should probably flush it the first year. Okay. Even if you have a softener. From that, with the vinegar and things that we use, if it comes back nice and clear and clean, your softener's working great. Let's wait two years. And then we come back in two years. Oh, it's still doing really good. Let's wait another two years, maybe three years and things. And so it, the softener should be doing its thing, but I don't know how many calls we go to. Do you keep up with your salt? Yeah. And then you go, <laughs> and down, you go there down and it's empty. And you test it and it's hard. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I just went on one literally right, right last week that yeah. was that way. Oh, I, I, my husband takes care of that all the time. Mm. Um, it's empty. And you've got 32 grains of hardness that I tested. My husband's lazy. He forgets. (laughs) (laughs) And things. And so, you know, I mean, we all forget. We all think it was just last week and and things. And sometimes they're in out-of-the-way places and and things. But it's just part of owning a home. You have There's just maintenance that you just have to be proactive for anybody that's a homeowner in order to to make things last. So... uh Okay, so we'll, we'll as far as the tankless flush goes, there's yeah. lots of YouTube videos out there. Um, almost every manufacturer's manual, homeowner manual, has instructions in there on how to flush. And every every brand has a little bit of different way to get it into flush mode. Mm. And so you kind of need to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the brands we install with the Norits, they they uh, you have to actually connect some wiring, pull the front cover off, mm. and connect some wires inside. And it has to count down for an hour or it doesn't count. Really? Um, and part of this with the tankless is now they're so, they're so computerized and things, they store memory. And they, they can, they, they can, you can call in to tech support and tech support will have you check this and check that. And they know how many burn cycles, how many hours it's burned, if it's not been maintained and things. Because it, it didn't do a reset, it, it'll physically do a reset. We've got... Um, one of the models that we're currently doing right now that has a, a ABCD kind of a thing sensor inside that it'll shut off. You have to go down and reset it. And it tells you that it's, hey, it's time to flush me. I I'm, I need to be flushed. And you can get a couple more days and then it'll shut off and you get go push it. You get four tries. So it's like the... Until it says... I don't care what you do to me now. You've got to flush me because huh. I'm not turning on. I'm That's not safe. That's like a... Uh, ink cartridge in the printer like our printer upstairs <laughs> it showed that like hey you, you need go? to replace me and they're like do you want to ignore this warning i was like oh ignore. can I? <laughs> I i did and it's like how many copies do you want it to do before it like yeah. warns you again i was like how many can i <laughs> i click it and it's like i've done that like five times now it's still printing all right <laughs> so i was like you just trying to sell me some extra ink <laughs> great analogy but uh either the tanked water heater or the tankless, are there any, um, like how much of a DIY project is this? Are there common mistakes that you see people do? Meaning like, ah, this is this one's pretty safe to try on your own because we don't see it. It's, it's hard to screw up tying a water hose onto the end and running it into a bucket. Or like, do you get what I'm asking there? Yeah. What are common mistakes that you see with trying to flush a water heater? Mostly, uh, mostly walking away thinking that it's, that it's the valves turned off all the way Mm. and it continues to drip and then you have a little flood down there. Gotcha. That's very common because you have water in the area. Right. I mean, it gets wet and when you walk away, you just think it's off and it's always, always come back the day after and check and see, especially with the plastic ones that are on the side. And we want to talk just a little bit about valves. It's hard 
when you if you ever remove a plastic valve and look at the hole, everything's the size of right a pencil or the, pen. You know the pen, yeah, or part of it, not even that big. You know, as not even as big as a pen or a pencil. And so when you've got inch sized particles floating around in there, it's hard to get inch sized through a little hole like that. And um, the a lot of the 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 soft or the water heaters that we install are an upgraded one, and they don't have the plastic valve. And they, but they've got one that's larger, larger than a pencil Mm -hmm. and, um, and it will flush a lot more. Plus it's directly straight in instead of an angle where it has to come up and, and down through. You mean they, they put that valve down on the bottom of the cone? Well, they're still, they're still on, they're still in the same spot, but the water comes straight out through a ball valve. Got it. Instead of through a little hose bib where it's got to go up. And then back. Oh, down I see. The hose little, bib itself goes yeah got up it. and down, and so it's a straight shot out. And then the other option is is to have a, a full port ball valve. And if you put in a full port ball valve, you can you can flush almost three quarter inch stuff out of there, and it will definitely clean. You know, do a much better job. And that's an option that you could put in at the beginning, mm-hmm. and just make it if you want to do your own maintenance. That's definitely a great way to go. But the plastic valves are one of those, that's one of those where we're scared of them um, just because they sit their plastics under heat. It's constantly heating and contracting. It's right next to the burn chamber where all the flame is and they get brittle. And, and I mean, I touched one once and went done, you know, went to turn it on and the thing just snapped and blasted water out, mm. you know, and it was just a nightmare. Stronger so, than you think, Dwayne. Yeah. You've no, been working no, it out. Was just, it just happened. It was one of those. No, I was actually putting my gauge on is what I was trying to do and, and thread the gauge on. And the plastic threads just don't seem to, it's hard to put hoses on them sometimes and things, whereas the brass stays good for so much longer. Gotcha. So, Well, this has been a great episode. Uh, if you're watching this, the, the thumbnail that you clicked on may have, or the title of this episode may say something like to flush or not to flush your water heater. That is the question. And I think we know now to flush. That is the answer. There you go. (laughs) To the question. That's the show. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday with a new episode of In the House. If you'd like to know more about Any Hour Services, visit anyhourservices.com. I've been your host, Mike Wilson, and you've been listening to In the House.